Hallelujah to the Lord. We give glory to the Lord. <clears throat> we bless his most holy name for his wonders, for his mighty, for he is mighty, <clears throat> for he is glorious, for he is wonderful. The Lord is excellent. The Lord is righteous. The Lord is glorious in his works. We bless his most holy name for bringing us to this day. We adore you, Lord. We bless your name. We give glory to you. We bless you, Father Almighty, for you are great, for you are good, for you are kind, and you are greatly to be praised, O oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What a wonderful God you are. What a marvelous God you are. What a, what a kind God you are. What a loving Father you are to us, O oh Lord, we thank you. You are awesome in this place. You are awesome in our lives. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we adore you. Excellence and power be unto your most holy name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you, the Holy Ghost. You are, you are our King and our God. You are our standby. Lord, you are our backup. You are our sponsor. Lord, you are our backbone. Thank you, Father, for who you are to us. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You are our defense. Our rock and our hiding place. To you be the glory. To you be the honor and adoration. We give glory. We give adoration to you, Father, for you are here today to bless us in your presence. Blessed be your name in the name of Jesus. Yes, brethren, you are welcome to Be Fruitful Family Foundation with the banner of Family Faith Clinic with Paul and Grace. We bless the Lord for this holy day again, for this wonderful day again. We bless his holy name for making it possible for us to be here. Our God is good and our God is kind. He will bless us this day and we know we shall be blessed. So you are, you are welcome to uh, uh, the Bible study, family Bible study for today. The Lord has been good to us in this class and the Lord has been merciful to us. Last week, we finished the episode of uh, on as gentle as dove. The Lord taught us greatly through, his, our, through our teacher, our Bible teacher, our sister Grace, or Lord Ugbonju. We thank God for her. The Lord has prepared her. She's a, she's a teacher to the core, and that is our ministry. And she also has been given the ministry to reach out in studio uh, onto, onto, onto the vast crowd of people of, uh, of the society. And we bless the Lord that the Lord will use her again today for us. And uh, we believe that each of us that will be listening to us shall be blessed indeed 
in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank God for what the Lord taught us for the past two weeks uh, on as gentle as dove. And we thank God for those that downloaded uh, uh, that message in particular. At least we thank God we can see numbers of people who downloaded it. And we believe that they are, they are listening. And one thing we thank God for is that even during the time we are not on air, on air people are still listening to our messages. We bless the Lord for that. And we pray that the Lord will bless those of you that are listening to us in Jesus' name. The Lord will prosper you. The Lord will make your way prosperous in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, this evening, <clears throat> we want to go into another teaching titled, My Neighbor and Me. My Neighbor and Me. So, who is my neighbor? And who am I to my neighbor? Who is my neighbor to me? What, what has God laid down as principle for us to follow? when it comes to the matter of relating with our society, especially our closed society. Uh, <clears throat> recently, uh, the Lord, uh, one of my friend fell ill <clears throat> and uh, he needed a, a, an, an urgent attention. And I was the one who was called upon Media, my, he is my neighbor. And uh, I rushed to the place to pray for him as a neighbor and as my friend in the area. See, a pastor like me, an overseer of a church. And uh, we prayed, and the Lord answered our prayers because it was a kind of emergency uh, attention that, she, that he needed. But what I want to bring out is this. On the second day, when he was okay, he said, hmm, uh, um, uh, where are my children? My children are, are far off. He's only my neighbor. And I now knew, I now understand fully that it is true that our neighbor is the best family around. Our neighbor is the first, best, it is the first family around. You may have family that you are uh, uh, that you belong to each of you as family you scatter abroad every one of you go to places of work where you are going to get your things or do your things so but your neighbor is the first family and that my friend categorically approves it or let me say approved it as true that our neighbor is the first family. Hallelujah. Because your neighbor is the first person that is the first uh, uh, person you have to call when you are on any emergency. I was there. I was, uh, I was on ground for him at that time when he, had, when he had an emergency situation. And the Lord really helped us. We prayed that the Lord helped us. So who is your neighbor? That is what the Lord is going to teach us about today in this Bible class, and then the teacher, our teacher is here. I'm only doing that as introduction or preparatory to bring him, to bring her to the microphone. 
I will bless the Lord that he, she is ready here with, uh, beside me also. And then uh, I, want to, I want to welcome her to begin to teach us on this uh, great subject on my neighbor and me. So that, because many of us that are, that are heading towards heaven in our journey every day, there are things that the Lord wants from us and uh, he expects us to be to our neighbor before we meet him. May the Lord teach us this evening in the name of Jesus, through his servant, Sister Grace, <coughs> or Lord Umbanju. You're welcome. God bless you, brothers and sisters on air. You're welcome. It, the Holy Spirit is our teacher, our instructor, director, guide, guard, counselor. He will do justice to this topic to glorify Jesus only. Flesh shall have no place in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We give all the glory to God for another topic. I must confess to you, your neighbor and me, or love your neighbor as yourself, is so common that I as a person will think it is too common and too understand, understandable, by, understandable by people that there's no need talking about it. In fact, when God said, my neighbor, I mean, your neighbor and you, or love your neighbor as yourself, I was thinking anything to say about that one again. But by the time the Holy Spirit took me over to ruminate, to be in the spirit concerning this topic, I saw that God is wiser than us. And he cares. He sees what we cannot see. He knows better. He's so loving. Out of his love, he's bringing this topic up again. Um, before we go on, there's something in the modern, there's, there's a trend in the modern day, modern world. We build our houses and build fence around us. They're marketing us from our neighbors. I'll tell us who our neighbors are. And most of us, we are in our homes, our new site. Many of our children of members of the immediate family are scattered. They are scattered all over. Many of our children are married far away from us, settling some other place. Some are widowers, some are widows. By the time God reveals his mind concerning this topic, I can see he's a loving God. Because looking at it on the on the peripheral you think why this topic everybody knows love your neighbor as yourself it's a second command and we are trying to do that but it's deeper than that god can see what is going on in the world now the trend of people living alone you see as a widower or a widow or someone in the new side or someone whose children had grown up and gone to settle somewhere. When people go, people should remain. For the command, I mean, the, the, the concern God had for Adam, the beginning of creation, is still the same concern for human beings today. 
because we are in his likeness where the where the where the head of his creation his mind is on us his eyes are on us so he's still concerned that it is not good for man to live alone and by the time we diagnose and research we can see results of research about because children have married away from the home settling somewhere because someone becomes a widow or widower he doesn't want to remarry or something because uh, you have gone to your own site or new home having come into a new environment we fence ourselves around and it is me and myself or me and the person in my home god says it is not good that we be like that as he said unto adam it is not good. That's Genesis 1 and 2.18. I may not read. I want to save some time because we have just one hour to teach by the grace of God. As he said it to Adam, he said it to every human being. He made his likeness. God never walked alone. He's one in Trinity. Trinity is one. Come, let us make man. He's working in conjunction with some people. The same way, in the home, he doesn't want the husband to be alone. He doesn't want the, uh, the wife to be alone. There must be marriage, except Enoch's. Some made Enoch's by man. Some made themselves Enoch or whatever. Except that. God, God, God does not like loneliness. And it's, 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 it's out of the heart of love and concern for us. He said it to Adam. He said it to everybody. So the trend in the world today gives God concern to remind us that it is not good to be alone. When the husband dies or the wife dies or the children are not in the home, you can still find children in your environment, in your neighborhood, to make your children. If you are not going to remarry, you can still make friends with the next family next to you to make, to, to make up for your social life. So that you are not alone. Looking at statistics, I'm not, I'm not going to quote statistics, but everybody knows that. The statistics of those who unto whom loneliness have caused troubles are becoming higher and higher these days. When you're lonely, you're, you're idle in your thought. The devil will hijack the thought place from you. Before you know it, anxiety sets in. Uh, worry setting and if you don't have somebody somewhere to encourage to lift your faith to laugh with to socialize with to chat with something like that before you know it it turns to depression and the end of it is ills and that is that is the percentage is coming high God, you cannot, you cannot have e-health mentally and think you, you'll be able to please your God in whatever assignments he gives unto you. That is why God is displeased and is reminding us that forget about uh, what is in trend. Forget about what society is doing. Obey his commandments and you'll be able to live an enjoyable life. Children go, husband go, wife go, people are still around you. And by the grace of God, by the time you imbibe this teaching today, you will never be lonely again. 
your children are married, pick children around and make them your, your children. Depending on what the, 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 how you treat the family. They can release them as your children to help you do some things. So that you never feel too lonely. Uh, the most saddening thing these days is that the children that are married doesn't want their children to live with grandma and grandpas. They believe they will be spoiled. I think you understand. So the grandma, the grandpa, or the widower or the widow seems to be lonely. Anxiety, worry sets in. And this is one thing we know in science. That when there is anxiety, when there is worry, you are taxing your brain and the glands and your nervous system. Because those things are alien to your body. So the brain who, that is the coordinator wants to give signal to some glands to release some, some chemicals and hormones to fight the signals of anxiety and worries. And by the time the fighting is going on in the body, there, there are certain chemicals that build up that turn out to be sickness for the, for the lonely person. This is what we know in science. And you see them being sickly, being sickly. Before you know it, they are tired of the world. They are hopeless. They lose their hope. Depression sets in their ill health. Not too good and a, a mental health. That is why God is concerned. Because you are the prime. Human beings are the prime of his uh, creation. And he, he wants, it's a common thing. We are practicing it, especially if we are Christians. But he's reminding us that it is not good that anybody should be alone. It is not good we are, we are social animals. It is not in our make to be alone. Yes. God does not wire us that way. And because we are now building fences around us, we are following the trend in the world. And we are a kind of me and my nuclear family. And when the nuclear family is not there, you don't have anything to do with the person on the right. You don't have anything to do with the person on there, and you're coming, you're becoming sick, you're becoming lonely, you're becoming depressed. That's why God is concerned. So the topic is so important to God this hour. He has the reason why he's sending it now. Because the statistics of what loneliness, depression, mental health is causing in the in the in the head of his creation is alarming and is giving him concern. It's common, yes, but listen. Love your neighbor as yourself. So what kind of relationship? That is why it is your neighbor and me today. Your neighbor and you. My neighbor and me. What kind of relationship should I build between my neighbor? Before we go there, let's see who is a neighbor. We will spiritualize it, but listen, let's go systematically. Who is a neighbor? You see? When we, from neighbor, N-E-I-G-H-B-O-U-R, there is this word, old, we have old English word, near, N-E-A-H. From that word, when the English is being modernized, we get N-E-A-R, near. And sometimes we can say nine, somebody nine to me, N-I-N-I. G-H. Everything is saying near. 
That is neighbor. Okay. Now, the next thing is neighbor. Gabel. Which means in the old English, dweller. So by the time you combine nine or near together with gable, it becomes old English near gable. Let me call it like that so that you okay, maybe I should spell it. N-E-A-H H I mean G E B U R. So in our modern English now we call it neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. In our African tone, we say neighbor. But when the English people want to get, they say neighbor. neighbor. <laughs> so, is that, that is near dweller. Right, near dweller. Yes, near dweller. It's beyond the nuclear family now. It's beyond the nuclear family. So, when, you, when I give you the synonyms, you will understand better. That neighbor, our neighbor in our own dialect could mean acquaintance nearby resident friend bystander homebody homebody next door neighbor so somebody aside from your we have been talking about family family what the relationship what the relationship be between the husband and wife the parents and the children that are that, that one is much when you download by the grace of God, our messages. But we are talking about the next door person now. Either adjacent or directly opposite, behind, beside, in front. These are the neighbors we are talking about. Now, God is calling our attention to our neighbor, the nearby dweller, the acquaintance, the nearby resident. What kind of relationship are you having? Because in the modern day world, modern day trade, you take your fence and surround yourself. To greet your neighbor is a problem. You don't want to interact with anybody. But God is saying, I have not wired you that way. Oh yeah? Lose your guard and extend your tentacle and friendship to the sides, behind, in front. Hmm? So that you will never lack uh, anybody to 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 chat with, mm. to relate with, because you are a social being. That's the way I have. Uh, God is saying that's the way I've wired you. It's not good that you are alone. So break that wall, not physical wall now. Break the wall and extend. So knowing the meaning of neighbor in the literal meaning. Um. Uh, English, uh, when English English dictionary was explaining neighbor, they say the person aside from your nuclear family that you interact with the most, that you cannot but see daily somehow, that you cannot but come in contact with daily. That is true. They include that in everything we have said to say that is the neighbor. So you you understand that is the person living around you. Now. Uh, the, 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 the spiritual meaning of neighbor, somebody you come along, uh, somebody that come alongside you or that you come alongside with. Christians first. Don't, don't say I'm biased. The Bible says, do good to all men, particularly men of the same faith. 
But when I say Christians first, that is, in your church, you can have, aside your nuclear family, you can have friends. In your neighborhood, they may not be they may not be Christians, they may be Christians, you can have your neighbor. So having known the meaning of neighbor, my neighbor and me. There's need to say God wants you to relate well with your neighbor, to have a good rapport with your neighbor. For example, the, the good rapport we extend to loving each other. What is love? What kind of love? We must not misquote love here to mean lost. Please. Let's give it a definition. God kind of love. And this one is not possible except you first of all love God. Yes. This is the truth. You can't love anybody except you first of all love God. We are going to see that in first. Hmm? Yes, you can't love God, them like yourself, as God has commanded, except you first of all love God. We are going to first John chapter four. First John. First John chapter four. Let's read from Let's read from verse 7. Beloved, 1 John 4, 7. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. 8. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. 9. In this was manifested the love of God towards us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Then, herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Twelve, give note of this. No man has seen God at any time. Yeah. If we love one another, God dwelt in us, and his love is perfected in us. 13. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. So where I'm going is this. You cannot love your neighbor except God dwells in you. And God dwells in you, in Christ, and by the Holy Spirit. So before we even continue to say what is neighbor, what is neighbor, what does it mean to love, what is the meaning of love, a loving neighbor ourselves, blah blah. You cannot love except God dwells in you. How does God dwell in you by accepting Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior? If you have been sinning, your heart has been condemning you of. The, the disobedience to God's commandment one way or the other, you're a sinner. That condemnation must not be there. What do you do? Confess, acknowledge that you're a sinner. In fact, 
It's not those things that you are doing that makes you a sinner. You are, you are a sinner from the, from the womb. Psalm 51. In sin does my mother conceive me. We inherited, we inherited that, uh, that nature from Adam. Through the cro genes on the chromosomes, all these inherited traits come from the fourth generation to us and we pass to the last generation. One of the things we inherited from Adam through our forefathers or foremothers is the nature of sin. So it is that in you that causes to want to steal, lie, do what you're doing. So it's not about I'm clean. I don't think evil of my neighbor. It's about from your womb, from the womb, you are a sinner. That is the word of God that cannot lie. And we have come short of his glory. Believe the word of God is true and it is Jesus. Then hands off and say, I acknowledge I'm a sinner. All those fruits you are bearing that is not in, 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 in compliance with the word of God, condemning your heart, are the fruits of your sin. Confess them. He that, he that confesses his sin shall find mercy. But he that confesses and forsakes shall find mercy. But he that is a, you are bragging in it, you don't see anything bad in it, you don't even want to acknowledge as a sinner, you shall not find mercy. I'm not cursing you. That is Proverbs 28, 13. So you want to acknowledge that you're a sinner. You want to confess and forsake. Jesus has been standing at the, on, at the outside of the door of your heart. Revelation 3, 17. You can write and check later. I want to save time. He had been knocking. He wants to come in to dwell in so that you'll be able to love God and love like God. You are the one that will not willingly open your heart. After you might have confessed your sin, accept, believe in the blood that was shed on the cross. And everything that Jesus did on the cross, believe that is for you. Believe, believe in it. Confessing and forsaking, receiving power to go and see no more. You invite Jesus into your heart. Sincerely, wholeheartedly. As your Lord, that you will be, you you will surrender all to, to take total control of your life, hearts, ambition, will, everything. That is your Lord. Then, as your Savior from the sin that is dragging you to that hell, and the hell it will have dragged you to. When you call Him in, you 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 open your mouth and say, "You are my Lord and Savior," and I'm sorry everything I've ever done to disobey you. Everything I've ever done to annoy my God. Lord, because of Jesus that has done it for me, I believe in the work of the cross. Because of him, have mercy on me. I am sorry. When you ask for mercy and pardon for your sins after confessing sincerely, the a time will come when the Holy Spirit will bear witness with your spirit that you are now a child of God, that you are forgiven. And the blood of Jesus that you apply, to the confessing, we wipe it off. God will remember them no more. As long as you don't go back into them. At the point you call Jesus in him, the seed of God is in you. The Holy Spirit will enter into you. You may not see anything, but you will know that something has happened to you. Now, when that happens to you, God is in you, in Christ, in the Holy Spirit. It is then the love of God by the Holy Spirit will spread abroad in your heart. As a baby now, you should be reading the Bible, meditating, find a Bible-believing church where the truth is said, 
and grow in grace through the world, the meek of the world. And by the time you are you are prayerful, you prayerful along with it, you'll be growing. And God, the grace of God will be multiplying in your life. Then God in you, the Holy Spirit that is representing God there, will now be spreading his love abroad in your heart. It will come to a time when you are loaded with the word. Read, meditate, gather with, uh, uh, attend fellowships, exposition of the word. You will be sanctified by the word. According to John 17, 1. Say, sanctify them by thy truth. The word is truth. Then coupled with the blood of Jesus, not only the word, coupled by the blood of Jesus, according to Hebrews 13, 12, Jesus, so that he can sanctify the people suffered at the outskirts of Jerusalem. Applying that blood again with the word, you will be sanctified. When your heart is clean, God will have time, we have a place to, to expand, and his love will be spreading abroad in your heart, not only to God, even to fellow human beings. That is the only one way to love. With sin in your heart, you cannot love. With the carnal Adamic nature, you cannot love. Having said that, my brothers and sisters, with God in you, can you love? Then God is now saying. Is a commandment. If you look at Matthew 22 there, a, a lawyer came to Jesus and was asking, what, what, what can I do? Or what, what, what is the greatest commandment? Everybody knows that. We can realize it offhand. Love your God with all your heart, your mind, your strength, your, your power. Then the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Matthew 22 there. Now, Jesus in you, by his spirit only can make you love. Don't forget that. Without that, you can't obey this commandment. Now, with that, now that, now that you understand, it is a command. He that creates you is greater than you. He's commanding you that the whole Bible stands on two commandments. Love your God with all everything in you and your neighbor as yourself. So if it is his command and is your creator, the, the, the one holding the key to your soul, I mean to your life, he can put it off, he can put it on. Then he's somebody to be feared. You now receive grace to obey that command. It's a command. It's not, it's not, it's not op optional. It's not if I like your creator that can put off your life or cause you to resurrect and live long. He's commanding you. The greater is to be obeyed. So receive grace to listen and obey. And if you have been doing that, listen very well. Why is he bringing? Because we don't just treat topics. It is the Holy Spirit that gives us topic. He's the pastor in this Union, I mean, in this uh, ministry. So why is it? I'll be doing my, my best to my neighbors. Then listen diligently, hacking diligently. Give the inner ear to listen to what God has for you. Why is he bringing this topic? It's a common thing. Then you'll be able to discover some things now. 
by the grace of God, now Jesus in you, it is easy to love, but God wants you to love him with all your heart. It is only when your heart is sanctified that you can love God in all his totality. Deuteronomy 36. It is then you can love God with everything in you. At salvation, bless God. You have to press further to be sanctified. Much of the word in you, reading, meditation, listening to exposition of the word, then applying the blood of Jesus. Pray consciously for it. Your heart will be circumcised. According to Deuteronomy 36, you'll be able to love God with everything in you. And because it is easy for you to love God, it is no more difficult to love your neighbor as God has commanded it. But how do you show that you love your, your God with everything in you? It is expressed in the love you, you displayed towards your neighbor. Okay? That's the essence of John 4. Uh, John, uh, first John chapter 4 that we read. To show that you love God in all its totality, is this, it, it is expressed by the love you show towards your neighbor. Now, how do I love? What is the meaning of love? I've known the meaning of neighbor. What is the meaning of love? Am I really loving? Okay. Let's remind ourselves again because I know you know it. Let's go to First Corinthians and see the what when you say you love, what are the what are the things that are expected to be expressed towards your God or to your neighbor? First Corinthians 13. From verse 4. When they say charity there, they're talking about love, not lost. Charity sovereign long. He can endure persevere for the other person, not be angry quickly. He suffered long, perseveres, long, so, long suffering there. Love is kind. These are the things we are expecting to your neighbor to say you love. Love does not envy. What is the meaning of envy? When the other person's something is better than yours, you praise God for him or her and ask for the same grace from your God to give it to you. Not that you say, uh, what, has, what has he done? What is so special about what he has achieved? Mm. You start, you start to, to bring him down slander. That is envy for you. So love does not envy. And charity does not boast, that is, vetted not itself, does not boast, does not think high of himself or herself, does not poof off, thinking he's higher, he's higher than whom he, he, or, he, is, he she or he is, just to show to the neighbor that I'm better. They call it ego. Pride is pride. And God look you afar off when you're manifesting your ego. It is pride, and that is the sin of the devil that caused him to be condemned and judged forever. May you not be a disciple of the devil. Charity never vouched itself, nor proved of. Charity, verse 5, does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, not easily provoked. God taught me a lesson here. I used to be, I used to be, I used to go into tantrums, easily provoked. 
God made me realize is because there's no love, love. That's why you are easily irritated when somebody is doing something. And it's because pride is below. And by the time I really sat down and analyzed by the help of the Holy Spirit, I knew it was right. When you are easily provoked, you are carrying the, the, the element of the devil that causes him to be judged. That is pride underneath. And you are, you are not loving. You are easily provoked. Charity, I mean, that is love, thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth. However bitter the truth. Charity will just go to God and say, I found myself have mercy, just like David. That is one of the reasons why he's a man after God's heart. Aside the fact that he's a, he's a, he's a man that no, shows gratitude. He will bring himself down to nothing, not thinking about himself as a king the moment he realizes he has sinned. Charity rejoices in truth. Doesn't fight anybody saying the truth. Charity beareth all things, believeth all things. When you love somebody, even when he's lying, you'll be believing him or her. That is love. But there's a way God will reveal the person to you if he doesn't repent to safeguard you. We don't have any enemy. I'm quoting this Bible because I want to save time. Ephesians 6, 10 says, anybody carrying flesh and blood is never your enemy. It is the devil that possesses that person or obsesses that person, uh, 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 rousing that person against you that you should fight, not that flesh and blood. So when you know that, it means you don't have any flesh and blood as your enemy. You should be kind to everybody. So what you are saying in essence, we are trying to divine what, what, what does it mean to love. By the time you take time to study all these things, you'll be able to judge yourself right. For if your conscience does not condemn you, you have your rest. By the time you align yourself, you that are saying, ah, this is a common topic. Why should we be treating it? After all, I'll be loving my neighbor. I'll be doing my best. Align that kind of love you have in your heart towards your neighbor with all these ones we are, we, are, we are talking now and see if truly you love like God. You are in the likeness of God and you will come to the full stature of Christ to be raptured. So if you don't love like God, you have not loved. So the love you have towards your neighbor that makes you criticize this topic as not necessary. 
Do you think it is like this? Think about it. Charity never fail. But whether, okay, that we are okay. Charity never fail. Whatever your neighbor does, your love will never fail. God's love never fails. God loved us and gave us Jesus Christ when we were rebellion children. It's not as if we were doing anything to please him. We are not doing anything to make him happy. Yet in that state, he gave the best in the heavens to come and die in our place. Suffer for us. Pay the price of everything we own the devil and appease his anger to send us to hell. <clears throat> the best in heaven was given. That was his son. To go to hell on our behalf so that we can be drawn out to life. If, we, if in that state God loves you, then you don't have anybody as your enemy that you will not love. So what was, by now, we will have, at least with that little explanation, you will know what it means to love. And by the time you align your own kind of love that you, th you think you're okay with, with this world, you'll be able to judge yourself right with your conscience in you that you really love or not. And by the time you discover yourself, it is because of you this message is coming. Because God wants you to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, having known the meaning of neighbor, having known what it means to love myself, how do I love myself? Uh, God will help me to finish this thing today because uh, the Holy Spirit expanded it beyond my expectation. Let me quickly mention some things. The, the, kind of, the kind of loving yourself I'm talking here is not, is not the one in Galatians 5.19. I don't have time to read many things, but you know what is there. It's not uh, displaying the desires of the flesh. They are two different things. The desires of the flesh, let me quickly, quickly read as much as I want to save time. Because by the time the Holy Spirit was taking me into it, I said, hey, is it as serious as this? Let me just quickly read to you Galatians. So, okay, sir. Galatians 5, 19. These are the works of the flesh. We are saying you should love yourself. We are not saying love your flesh. The flesh in you is pushing you to sin. And you, it cannot bow to the commandment of God according to Romans 8. It is going contrary to what the Holy Spirit wants. They are enemies and they are always fighting. So these are the works of the flesh. This is not, what I'm going to mention, to mention now is not, the, uh, is not uh, satisfying or gratifying the flesh. These are the works of the flesh. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. So these are the manifestation of the flesh that will take anybody to hell. But the one I'm talking now is, you know, we say love your neighbor. You know the meaning of neighbor. You know the meaning of love. Yourself. You should know yourself now. How do I love myself before I know how to love my neighbor? You have no meaning of love. Those things that we have said in 1 Corinthians 13, 
you should do it to yourself. Believe yourself. Don't, don't have low esteem. Everything one by one, you, it should happen to you. And then you extend it to others. In addition to that, what can I do to love myself? By the time you know what to do to love yourself, extend it to the other person there. That is loving your neighbor as yourself. Now listen. Don't forget, it's not fulfilling the desire of the flesh, as we have read. One of the ways you can love yourself is to stop comparing yourself with others. You are a unique person. By the time I bring it to your neighbor now, you understand better how to love your neighbor. But let me first of all explain it this way. Stop comparing yourself with the other person. That is competitive. God does not like it. God wants to see you and your inherent potentials, your inherent abilities, your display of attitude, and be happy that you are a variety on your own. And that is why you're unique. Nobody can be like you. You cannot be like anybody. And um, uh, by, 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 by extension, you discover that people now stamp things with their tongue or their thumb or any of the fingers because your finger, even if you are identical twins from the same womb, came to the world the same day, so identical that people cannot even identify you, your fingers will never be the same thing. Your tongue will never be the same thing. That is why you can use it to stamp. So what am I saying? Your uniqueness. Your uniqueness. There are certain things in you that other people don't have. God wants to see you in your own way and be happy that this is a variety of the, my handiwork. And look at that person in another way and say, this is another variety of my handiwork. Everything to give him pleasures, according to Revelation. So by the time you now try to compare yourself with other person, try to mimic others or do like others, or you will never be happy in life. That's number one thing. And you'll be displeasing your creator. They want to see you as you are. So let it sink into you that you're unique. Just focus on that Jesus in you. Know the purpose why he made you the way you are and pursue it. That is where your happiness and joy lies. So, one way to love yourself is stop comparing yourself with the, your others. And in second, is it first Corinthians? We are to twelve there. Say those that compare themselves with themselves are not wise. In fact, it is dangerous, and uh, you can never be, you can never be fulfilled. You can never find full joy. But when you are natural and you're yourself. You focus on your Jesus and the purpose for which you're created and you pursue it. That is the, that is the ultimate of your, of your joy. And when you have joy, that's your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So you love yourself by not comparing yourself with others. Then number two, you don't worry about other people's opinions. What people think about you or what they are expecting. You can never make everybody happy, right? You don't even try to make anybody happy. The only person that you make happy is your creator. Fulfill your destiny. One of the, your destiny is to make, give him pleasure. So everything you do in life, I want to fulfill my destiny. 
part of your destiny, before you, we talk about your purpose, your purpose should be known to you. You should pray to know the reason why you're created by your manufacturer. To show forth the glory of God, to praise him, and to give him pleasures. The Bible says in um, Proverbs 16, 7, yes, if your ways please the Lord, it will even cause your enemies to be at peace with you. So your pursuing life is not about that enemy. It's not about that anybody. It's about knowing your purpose, pursuing to please the Lord. You don't want to worry about other people's opinion. At the same time, you don't want to hurt others. You don't want to be caustic to hurt anybody. You don't want to think about what others think about you. You don't, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to meet the expectation. You want to meet the expectation of your creature. By the time you meet the expectation of your creature, it is the human being around you that will be enjoying the benefits. They will be the, they will be the beneficiary of your, of your pleasing your God because they are the one that are around you. God bless you. Another mm -hmm. way to, if you, if you try to make other people happy or think, try to live to their expectation or try to please them concerning their thought concerning you, it will slow down you, it will slow you down in your journey to be the best of you. So don't try it. And that can't even make you happy. So that's one way to love yourself. Another way to love yourself is allow yourself to make mistakes, right? <laughs> it looks funny. Allow yourself to make mistakes. It is through that mistake you, you learn priceless lessons. As human beings, as we grow old, we don't want to fail in anything we lay our hand upon. It is... And it, do I call it instinct or inbuilt in us? We want to do something and do it perfectly. That is why we have uh, the audacity to want to blame children all the time. But by the time we allow ourselves to make mistakes, it's not as if we intentionally make it, but don't be afraid to make mistakes. That's one way to love yourself. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Avoid the pressure never that says you should not fail, you should not fail. Tell yourself nobody is perfect. Set it to your mind. And you don't want to know what people think about your failure or your mistakes. Just that person criticizing you, looking at you, want to talk about it, is not perfect too. Therefore, don't be afraid to make mistakes. To so avoid the pressure of not wanting to fail. So relax. Cut some slack. Embrace the mistakes of the past, ruminate on it, meditate on it, pick the lessons, drop the past, and let the lesson go with you into the future to make a better, a better you. That's a way to, to love yourself. Then another thing, to love yourself, remember your value does not lie in how your body looks. Do you hear what I'm saying? Won't, because this, there are a lot of things we pursue, a lot of things we are worried about that give us emotional stress, that give us anxiety and worry, that give us, that bring us to hopelessness, depression, e-metal hate and all the rest that are not necessary. Live your life and focus on Jesus. 
Let the Holy Spirit be your guide, your teacher, your instructor, your director, your everything. Any other thing, temporary and not important, insignificant. Right? So, remember your value. Your value does not lie in how your body looks. And this will help you to remember that some people feel inadequate. Hmm. Do you remember you are made in the likeness of God? It is the you inside that matters. Especially when you build your word, when you, when you allow the word of God to dwell richly in you. You make the inner person stronger. And uh, you allow the Holy Spirit to, uh, you, after you might have gotten saved, sanctified, you, you can even ask that God baptized in the Holy Spirit. He indwells you. You have the wisdom of God. So, to, to, to display the potentials inherent in you, the natural you that God created you to display to the world to help your generation. So the you inside is the real you, not how you look on the body. So don't feel inadequate because of how you look. There are some people without hands that, that does great things that people with hands cannot do just because they are not intimidated or embarrassed by their what how they look on the body they look on the inside but you can be a giant on the inside when you allow the word of god to dwell richly after you'll be born again and when you allow the holy spirit to direct and control your life and you'll be operating in the wisdom of god so one way to love yourself remember to rem is to remember that your value does not lie in how your body looks so that you don't feel inadequate you don't feel uh, you don't put yourself in low esteem, adding no value to yourself. It happened to me before, but God brought me out of that. I know what I'm saying. Time will not permit me to analyze that. You will know that by the time you devalue yourself, you are in trouble. So, and you are not loving yourself because you're unique. You are a special creator of God that he spent his time to create wonderfully and fearfully made. Nobody can be you. You cannot be anybody. And nobody can occupy your place. There are certain degrees that God inbuilt in you that is not in anybody. So with that, with that thing, carry yourself and be of high esteem. It's not about arrogance. It's not about pride. So one way to love yourself is not allow yourself to go into value, value, valuelessness or worthlessness. It happened to me in the former marriage. And I knew what I suffered. So love yourself and carry yourself in high esteem. Let everybody know you're important, that you're a unique creature of God. You'll be happy yourself. Remember, you are valuable because you are, uh, you are uh, not because of what you are in the body. And therefore, you, you, because of what you are in the inside, especially when Jesus is there and the Holy Spirit is there. You'll be able to put on your self-confident, feel confident, feel comfortable, and you'll be happy. And once there is happiness, you can achieve anything. When, once there is happiness, oh God, you can achieve anything. One way to remember, to love yourself. There are other ways. I don't know if I have enough time. Maybe I should go to another area. Okay. Let me just mention it then without explaining them. Another way to love yourself is to process your fears. Understand your fear. Don't just discard it. What is this that's causing me fear? Align with the Bible. What does the Bible say about it? Understand them, interrogate them, evaluate them, 
then gain clarity. Okay. So what I'm saying in essence is that all these things that you are saying to love yourself, extend it to your neighbor. Extend it to your neighbor. For example, let me give you an example before I leave that place. If you will not compare yourself with any other person, then you will not compare your, your, your neighbor with yourself. Yeah. For example, children in the home, there, there are ways they are wired. Adults in the home, there are ways they are wired. You will compare children, because that children in your neighborhood is also a neighbor. You will compare the way children behave, the way they think with your own, and therefore castigate them all the time. For example, I have a, 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 a secondary school girl. I'm sorry, my time is fast spent. I will stop anytime. I have a girl that lived with me. I will give her three instructions at a time. And she will manage to do two sometimes, or one. Then I will be angry. One day the Holy Spirit said, I'm cheating this girl. She's not wired like you. Out of experience, you are able to do three things at the same time. But Children from age, from childhood to, to adolescence, the way God wired them and instruction at a time will make them be in their best. When they finish that one, you give them another, one at a time. That's the way God has wired them. Baby heart, baby, baby disposition. A, wo- a woman in the home like me can be cooking, at the same time uh, sweeping, at the same washing clothes, and my food will not, will not burn. Children cannot do like that. So when you don't compare children, I'm just citing that as an example, that if you don't compare anybody like yourself, you will not be judging anybody with what you can do or what you cannot do. And therefore, you will understand each other as his or her own uniqueness and endure with her Patient with her, treat her like that. Just because you yourself, you are not comparing yourself with anybody. So you will send it to your neighbor by not comparing children with you, the adult, and treating them like the adult. And you know, even the adult neighbor there, you will see that God has, we have individual differences. You understand the individual differences? You don't compare with, if it were me, I would have done this. And therefore you castigate and criticize. So that is just an example. Everything that you, you do to love yourself, extend it to your neighbor. I think I've given an example. So when that is how to love. So if the, if the Holy Spirit allows, we may continue. Okay. Randall? Continue. Okay. So what I'm saying in essence is this. Everything we say here, extend it to your neighbor. Trust yourself to make good decisions for yourself. Okay. Trust yourself to make good decisions for yourself. Don't doubt yourself, especially when you are in Christ, especially when you have the Holy Spirit. Do you know that when you trust yourself to make good decisions, you respect the decision of the other person. You respect the idea of the other person. You will extend it to your neighbor. So, another thing to do to love yourself and therefore extend it to your neighbor, loving your, thereby meaning that you love your neighbor as yourself is uh, take every opportunity life presents or, and create your own. Take every opportunity life presents to you. You are loving yourself. And cre- or create your own. Timing is never going to be perfect, okay? Know that. For that step you want to take, timing will never be perfect. For example, you want to film. 
can't understand my hand. For, for example, you want to farm. You are looking at the weather. You will never farm. But a farmer, even when the weather is cloudy, as if it wants to rain, a lazy farmer will still go to the farm and do the little he can do. And eventually the cloud may not even shower that rain. It may clear off. You understand what I'm saying? So what we're saying now is that take every opportunity life presents or create your own. Timing is never going to be perfect for that big step in your life. Set up uh, may not, the setup around you may not be ideal, but that shouldn't hold you back from reaching, reaching to meet your goals and dreams. Instead, seize the moment because it may not come back. And if you understand this and you extend it to your neighbor, you'll be able to encourage your neighbor the same way and say, my dear, seize the moment and go into what you want to do. You understand? So, everything we discuss there, extend it to your neighbor. Another thing to, your, to love yourself is put yourself first after God. Hmm? We have said a lot about don't consider others. You know, especially somebody like me. There was a day my partner was blaming me. I was about, I'm a teacher. I was going to school. I have a, 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 a sick person uh, in my home. We were taking care of her. We have done everybody, everything to satisfy her that morning, uh, bathing, food. But she demanded for bean cake. She demand, I'm giving an example so that you understand what I mean by putting yourself first. She demanded for a bean cake. You know, it's not as if she's not half food. It's all, at, at another time, she may have that bean cake. Do you know what I did? <laughs> I was about being late to my working place. And I've gone for, I was trekking. It's just 15, 16 minutes work. I, I, I allowed that work every morning as my exercise. And I, I had gone as far as like, like 10 out of the 15 minutes. I now saw the person selling bean cake. I bought it. <laughs> And I came back home again to give to the person that I eating to affect my own job. Do you understand what I'm saying? That does not, don't be too compassionate to affect yourself. <laughs> that was what my partner told me. You are, you, when you want to show compassion, you show it to, 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 into excess, to, to, evil, to evil, to your detriment, to your own heart, ah, to your, to, to your faults. So what I'm saying by putting yourself first is that it is good to be compassionate, it is good to give, it's good to do things, but if you so much do it and affect your being, you affect your health, those people that are coming to you for it will not meet you there again. Yes. A, a minister of God, a, an, a, a, an international evangelist says something, which I learned from. Anybody that comes, he gives. Any that, anybody that comes, he gives. Anybody, he doesn't even consider the family. Give, 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 give. A time came when he was impoverished and the family was suffering. He now went to God. He said, I shall give, I should give, and I shall be given. He said, God told him straight, Son, you have not applied wisdom. <laughs> If you don't care for them, I have different ways of caring for them. He was shocked. He's, the family, he and the family suffered for some time before God supplied again. 
Just to teach him a lesson. When you're giving, in whatever you're doing, apply wisdom. Your children, your spouse, certain things in the home, the work of God in your hand, should also be given priority. Think about those some things first before you overgive. That's the lesson. For example, recently I was so sick. Holy Spirit ministered to me and said, you are not wise. You give to the extent of affecting your health. For how long have you drank the milk you are supposed to be drinking? Do you know what I do now? <laughs> I'll be telling my partner to do the same thing. He's not listening to me. <laughs> He's over compassionate too. <laughs> One thing I do now is that when I get my salary, all those things that will maintain my hair so that I will be hearing me on the air, so that I have strength to do the word of God, so that I have strength to take care of other people, I will take good care of them. Is it fruit? Money for fruit, I will separate it. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? It's not as if you should not be compassionate. But certain, don't, don't do it with, without applying wisdom. So that is a one way to love yourself. So that others will be enjoying Jesus. You, you continue to be, you, you will be there always to be a, 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 a source of blessing. Because when you are dead, God will make another way for them. And they will not die with you. Okay? So, God bless you. One way to love yourself is putting yourself first. And don't overwork yourself, be it the work of God or your secular job. Spend, to, spend major time to rest. At times you stay in bed and rest. Okay? That's one way to love yourself. Because the way we are wired, we are wired to work, to rest, to exercise, to sleep and rest. When you disobey this natural laws, you will not be there to run around for all those, all those people you are running around. So when it is time to rest, rest. Have a daily routine for yourself. Let it include exercise, however little. Let it include healthy eating. When we talk about healthy eating, carb, 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 especially in Africa. <laughs> carb, carb, majorly carb. A, a, a piece of meat. No. It's not compulsory. It should be meat. Everything that is called protein. Locust bean, uh, beans. Soya and whatever. Let it be much in your diet. Okay? A lot of vegetables and fruit. Because you are made of chemicals. And as you, as you expend your energy, the chemicals are wearing out. You must be replacing them. Through good healthy living not just carbohydrates that only turn to sugar to give you pie and to cause you trouble okay so one way to love yourself is to eat healthy to exercise when necessary include them in your routine then people will enjoy god the grace of god better in your life you always be there for two weeks that i was away it was only brapaw that was speaking in the air you are not hearing my voice because I, do, I did things in excess. I did not consider myself. Now, I, I've learned my lesson. So by now, you understand what I'm saying. And when you, at times, just get into the, forget about the aircon, forget about the fun. Just go into the open air, under the tree, observe the work of nature, and feel amused with them. Do you know that it takes more nerves to be frowning? The nerves you expend in frowning is 10 times more than the nerves you expend in laughing. And laughing gives you hope. 
and does a lot of good in your body than frowning. So take yourself in the open air under the tree, observe the firmament, observe the birds, see something beautiful around you to appreciate God for, and let him muse you. Maybe the butterfly mate, maybe whatever's happening. Let it amuse you. That, they are created to amuse you and to give you pleasure while you give God pleasure. Right? So, that is putting yourself first. Not work all the time. Pleasing others all the time. Running around for all the... Put yourself first after God. The Lord will help you. I think you understand what I mean. That. Yeah. Then another thing, another way to love yourself is to feel pain, express it where you feel it, and feel joy, express it where you feel it. Do you know that in the civilized society, they will not want to shed tears. They will want to control the emotion. As if we are of the royal family, we dare not cry. Eh? Even Jesus cried. Okay. Even Jesus cried. Express the emotion at his camps. When you see people money, cry. More with them. Yeah. Express it. One lesson I've learned in the former marriage is that as the fire was passing through my heart, whenever I kneeled down to pray, I allowed the tears to pour at the feet of Jesus. By the time I stand up, my heart is healed. I will have died before now. Mm. So when you are in pain, sad, express it in whichever way you want to express it. It gives healing to the heart. And when you are in joy, in fact, loving does a lot of good in your body. So don't control your emotion. Those are the ways to help yourself. By the time we have time to align them one by one to your neighbor, to your neighbor, by the time you extend it to your neighbor, then, for example, the neighbor that is loving, you love with her. You are, you are expressing that your Jesus is good. You are making her happy. You are, you are encouraging her. There are a lot of benefits there. And the neighbor that is uh, money, that you mourn with that. You say, because I'm from real family, I dare not cry. So it is the only neighbor that will be crying. You will be petting. When you cry with the neighbor and she, she see empathy instead of compassion, she, her heart will be easily consoled than when you are keeping that emotion, you don't cry with her. Emo the emotion you express towards your neighbor as she's in it depicts love, displays love, and shows cries and lights. So, I cannot do all to align with to your neighbor, but what you by now you know whatever you do to love yourself, you should expect you should extend it to your neighbor. Then exercise boldness in the public, form the habit of saying your mind. Because things that are pitching you, when you keep them in mind, the brain will cause the glands to secrete some things that will not fight the body, as if the white blood says are fighting germs in your body. And you know what that means. Whenever there's fighting, some parts of the body are affected. So what I'm saying is that when you have anything in mind, express it. But always, the Lord give me grace, the Lord give you grace to express it gently, to express it in love, not minding, not to be caustic in the way you express it, to hurt the other person. Remember, the dove never hurts the other person. The Lord will help you. As you express your mind, do it in love. Do it gently. Remember the dove. You don't, have the, you don't want to hold the other person as you express your mind. The Lord will help you. 
Then the more you exercise boldness, the, it's like muscle, the more you grow in it. Then if there's any discussion, join the conversation. If there's any contribution that is in your heart, express your thought towards that. In fact, that chatting makes life more enjoyable, make you sociable, and you feel good about it because that, that's where you're wired. So, and if how do you extend to okay, if you love yourself by expressing yourself, how do you how do you how do you extend it to your neighbor? I'm asking a question, sir. Yes. I want you to contribute because you are not with me. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Exercise boldness, express your mind, contribute when there's discussion. Mm. That is loving yourself. Mm. There's certain things is doing, sir. If you want to love your neighbor, how do you apply this to your neighbor? Yes. Uh, when you form the when you form the habit of expressing your mind, you express it politely. Mm -hmm. You expect you you expect me express it with uh, uh with 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 Gentleman. respect, mm -hmm. exactly. considering considering the fellow that you are expressing your mind to yes. as somebody who may know better than you. Yes, and then now to now love you to now to, to express yourself as high. Knowing more than your neighbor will cause rifts mm. between you and your neighbor. Mm. So when you uh, consider your, your neighbor first as knowing more than you, then uh, number one, you are, uh, you, are ex you, you, are, you, you are exposing yourself to learning. Whereas you want to express your mind on what you believe, what is your own personal opinion, the neighbors that you are, the neighbor that you are living with may know better than you. But yet, when you want to express your own mind, your own personal opinion, when you are discuss, for instance, when you are discussing things, when you 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 enter discussion with your neighbor that are discussing before you meet them, learn to listen before you express your mind, mm -hmm. because. If you are too forward in expressing your mind, you may you may raise dust mm. that will not be. Uh, you know, we are talking about you know, we are talking about Christian relationship with uh, the society mm -hmm. now because uh, the, because the love of Christ that is on inside of us has a kind of uh, a, a kind of virtue mm. that is being released that must depict who we are really as Christian, even to the society. Mm. Because most of our society may not know the Lord. Mm. Most of our neighbor, rather, may not know the Lord. But we know the Lord. So, and then, Jesus Christ also related with neighbors, with people. If he did not relate well, he will not teach us the main topic of this message. Love your neighbor as yourself. So when you love your, love your neighbor as yourself, then it means that you are loving from the love that you derived mm -hmm. from Christ. Mm -hmm. Because the, the Bible said that uh, in the book of uh, first, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14, she, when she was teaching us, he said that you can't love, you can't love your neighbor without God, without God, first loving God. Yeah. It is when the, when the love of God finds expression in your heart, 
or when you find the heart of God and you have tasted of his love, his sacrificial love, then there will be a kind of compelling inside of you to love exactly as Christ love. Mm -hmm. So that is what the Bible said in the book of 2 Corinthians 5.14. It said the love of Christ constrains us. The love of Christ constrains us, compels us. There is a kind of energy that you derive to love your neighbor when you meet the Lord. Then, because before you met the Lord or know the Lord or you encounter the Lord or you become a Christian, there are way, there are kind of friends that you relate with at that time. They have shaped your your what your the way of your the way and manner of your relationship with people. But now you are now related to somebody that is that is heavenly. That is of that is that is that is from God. I mean, that is God Himself. Then your character and the way you express yourself must change. The Lord bless you. Yeah. Thank you for that wonderful. You were behaving as if you are not listening, but you have contributed wonderfully. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I bless God for your life. Uh-huh. So what I'm saying in essence, okay, if I just want to add a little this before, we, because I want you to finish this. Even if we are not continuing for another point. For example, you know how you feel when you are allowed to express your mind and your idea is respected. You know how you feel. So you now, we want to give listening to your neighbor when he too is expressing himself or herself boldly so that he feels the same way. So that he feels good. Like the way you felt when you were allowed to express yourself and your idea was accepted or respected. So the same way too when your neighbor is expressing himself because you love you want to love him like yourself you want to him to to you will give you diligently give listening ear to that neighbor to so that he expresses himself and you give your gestures like note to make him see your idea is good your idea is respected you the way you felt then when you were allowed to uh, express yourself is the way he's feeling now you are already loving your neighbor mm. as, as yourself. So let me Google it, go to. I want thing to another way to love your, uh, to love yourself is see beauty in simple things and be grateful for all it. See, see beauty in simple things and be grateful for it. It gives you greater part this gratitude to simple things you you see gives you greater perspective. And they are essential to help you find joy. For example, there was a day in our prayer room. If, do you know that Sunday yesterday is today? Okay, today is Monday. What, what, what my people in prayer room, they just say, Mommy, come and lead us in prayer today. What God, what the Holy Spirit speak through me, touch them to the extent that yesterday they say I should be the one to, to handle the prayer again. I want to hear from you again. And what did I say? I said, think about it. I said, they are behaving it, they are teaching it, they are ministers of God. I said, think about something. When they are lashing your child, how do you feel? The papa said, it will be me feeling it now. I said, God suffered like Jesus. God, your creator, passed through nail. Because his best, his love, the most loved child is being nailed. He felt the pain. He was being choked at the side. He felt it. He's been, whatever Jesus passed through, 
it was God that it was landing upon. They said, hmm, I've not finished talking. All of them just knelt down and started saying, God, we have not thanked you enough. It is our creator being nailed to the cross. So yesterday when they now said I should talk again, I said, oh God, what am I going to say now? The Holy Spirit took over again. I just told them, please, don't call God the God of heaven and earth again. Call him the God of the universe. Because when you goggle and, and write, how big is the universe? You'll be surprised what you see. There are heavens, there are arts. It's more than heaven and arts. Then I said something. The Baba said, oh. He, 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 they re, in, my, in, in the denomination I attend, they don't usually praise God much. It is word, word, word. Holiness, holiness, holiness. But that, yesterday, the Baba praised God. I mean, giving worship, not just praising him for what he has done. God, you are great. God, you are this. God, you are that. What I'm, what I'm, where I'm going is that the Holy Spirit took time in me to appreciate simple things that people don't look at. Hmm? You know? Be, you see? See beauty in simple things. The Holy Spirit opened my inner eyes to see beauty in simple things. I was grateful to God. I shared it with others. It gave them greater perspective and brought joy to them. So, that is the answer. So you can do, you can extend it to your, to your partner. Be kind to yourself. World is full of harsh words and critic. Speak kindly and positive things to yourself. You've come so far, grown so much. Celebrate yourself, not only on bad days. What am I saying? Be kind to yourself. Don't ever say anything negative. Whatever challenge, whatever you might have passing through, don't ever say anything negative or kind to yourself because it is common in the world. People will say it to you, you reject it. So don't, don't buy the idea and say it upon yourself. And when you are kind to yourself, you will not want to say it to your neighbor too. So I just want to round up by saying, thank God, Brad Paul wants to round up. Let me just round up because we are going to see the benefits of good relationship with our neighbor. There are many. We, can't, we won't start at all today. If you are struggling with self-fault, it will be difficult to connect with self-love. Do you understand that? You should, with what I have said now, it will build your self-worth. You know that you are an important creature of God, that nobody can occupy your place. Nobody can be like you. You can't be like anybody. That will cause you to focus on the author and the finisher of faith, face the purpose for which he created you, pursue it and make him happy. You will be happy and there will be a, happy, a, a, a source of happiness to others. But when you lose yourself, what? You don't know whom you are in Christ. It will be difficult to love yourself and extend the love to the others. So by the grace of God, we are going to analyze the benefits of good relationship with neighbors next time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We bless the Lord for that. God bless you, Ma. Uh, we thank God for your time with us, uh, all you that are listening to us. Uh, by the grace of the Lord, we will continue next week. But in just in summary of everything that we have learned today, uh, I am impressed. Because, uh, uh, you know, we have a teacher in the house. A teacher, we, they, 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 are, they are known for uh, uh, explicit, uh, 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 why do I put that in English now? For thoroughness. They are known for thoroughness. In their, when, I saw, when I see what the paper he has prepared the message with, it's very voluminous. So, and I don't know, 
that uh, you know everybody with his own gift. We thank God for that. Praise the Lord. Uh, thank God that that is his own uh, our own gift. I'm I'm jotting my own things here. Also, the way she says it, I'm impressed when he said, "What taught, what really touched touch my uh, touch my heart is that number one, you are not wired the same way your neighbor is wired." So you don't expect your neighbor to do the way you are doing. So that one we make we make for peace between both of you. If your neighbor do something to against against your own, uh, what do I call it now? Your make, own brought make. up or your own make, then you you allow him to to have his way, or to allow her to have her way, because you are not wired the same way. So this teaching that we are teaching, I was thinking that it's just going to take only one week, but I found out that this is one of those ethics that we have to learn even as believers. Because when we are talking about ethics, so even in among believers, etiquette is not, is really missing. So, and then that one is causing serious trouble even in the body of christ even in the, even in the homes in the, in the neighborhood even in the family so which means that your first neighbor may be your wife now maybe your husband so and then of course your 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 wife's or your husband should not be your neighbor it should be your your heart throb yeah. it should be your your <laughs> should heart be your, your 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 sweet heart so but um when we are talking about uh, uh relating together uh if you are not careful the way we relate with one another if you are not care we are not careful we will be committing multiple errors so among ourselves and there will no there will be no peace in the in the in the, in the house there will be no peace in the in the church for instance there will be no peace in the society because every one of us that we are meeting together or associating or relating with one another we are, not, we are not wired the same way, and we are not brought up the same way. And uh, we even, some of us did not even, we are not brought up with the same water, uh, with the same texture of water, or whatever it is. So that is the reason why this issue of who is my neighbor, or my neighbor and me, we are, don't forget that as we are rounding up, that we are talking about Christian relating to neighbors. Yeah. Of course, we are all, all, all other all other all other people uh, of this um, of other religion will learn also, but um, we have to know that uh, Christ, Christ in us is the only one who can do it. He has told us here, yeah, she has told us rather that uh, uh, if you don't, I put my own thing here that when you find God's heart and you tasted of His love, that is His sacrificial love. It is then you can love in God's own standard. Mm -hmm. It is then that it will be easier for you to, uh, because if you have not met Christ, you have not tasted the way he loved. Because something about, Christ, about being born again or receiving Christ is this. Your life is switched off for, that, for, the Christ, for, the, for Christ's own life to be switched on. So when you receive Jesus Christ, it means that you are no more living your own life, yourself. So then you have found that you have sorry you have found and tasted the love that Christ has, because the moment you are convinced that 
Christ is your Lord, it means that you have so believed that he died for you and he paid the price for you in love. So it will be very easy for you to love your neighbor. Yes. The Bible said in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14, he said, for the love of Christ constrains us and thus we judge that if a man die for all, you see, Christ who had died and we that he died for, we tested his love that he died for us with. So, and then, if it is the love of Christ that really saved us, if it is the, if it is the love, if it is love of Christ that really made us who we are, then it means that our originality is loving, is love. Then it will be easier for us to extend the same love to everyone. Nobody will become our enemy. We know we not keep malice with anybody. The problem with many of us is that we have not. I'm, I, I open to that scripture because I don't want to quote it anyhow. So I will just read it clearly there and then we round up there. That is first, first Corinthians chapter 5, 2 Corinthians 5, 14. The Bible says, For the love of Christ constraineth us, constrains us. It, it compels us. The love that we have for Christ, because we have stated, tasted of his love, we continue to constrain us and compel us. When we are talking about, talking about compelling love, it means that it is a love that is being loved because somebody is living that life of his love inside of our hearts. So meeting people will not be difficult for us. In fact, the Bible talks about Jesus Christ that no any guile was found in his mouth, isn't it? Hallelujah. So yeah, he never spoke against anybody anyhow. Never rebuke. And if this same Christ is living on the inside of us, then that is what it should be. We, we will not, our life will not be toxic <coughs> to others. Mm-hmm. Our life will not be disturbing, it will be disturbing to others. So that is how we have to check our life as we will continue next week by the grace of the Lord. Uh, is, the same, is this same love of Christ compelling you, constraining you? May the Lord us in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. And she told us that when you are loving yourself, only I put it here that only what the way you love yourself. Don't love yourself above your neighbor. Jesus Christ did not say love your love your neighbor above yourself. He said love your your love your what your neighbor as yourself. Meaning that whatever you can do to yourself, do to your neighbor. Eh? And whatever you cannot do to yourself, don't do to your neighbor. So, uh, next week he'll be teaching us. I put something down here, maybe we'll touch it. He said, I said, what are those things you can't do to yourself? Consider it. Maybe we are going to, you, can, you, you, can, you, can't, you can't slap yourself. Can you, for you instance, can't hate yourself. And you can't hate yourself. Huh? You continue to adore. And you can't, yeah. I, I, you what, it, you say, it. You do so, everything to make as yourself mean, yeah, as yourself mean that you must love the way you love yourself. Mm. So, have you found Christ? Have you found His love? If you have not found Christ's love today, you can find it. You can give your life to Jesus Christ right now. He can change your life. Probably you are backsliding. Probably you, your your life is to- toxic to people, even to your neighbor around. 
let me tell you something that your life as Christian must be a mirror to others yeah. and light to others. And, show Christ. and, and if Christ. you have not been living that kind of life that is showing example and uh, revealing Christ, then you are a sinner. Let me say it categorically like that, that you are a sinner already. You are sinning already because you are living an, a, 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 like, like a criminal Christian that must be arrested and be whipped and be punished. <laughs> May the Lord pause in Jesus' mighty name. So I know there is no criminal Christian, but there are a lot of us that are living strangely because every criminal, they are not living normal life. So as, and as Christian, we must, we must not live abnormally because of Christ on the inside. So if you have not found Christ, find him now. Receive him as your Lord and your Savior. And he will change your life. He will make you better. He will, he will give you the grace to relate with people, with your neighbor, in love, in respect, politely, and so on. And so forth. The Lord bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, you can meet us again next week. Or receive Christ. You can receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. There is somebody here who wants to receive Christ as the Lord and Savior. Let me pray for you. Say, Father, Father I, thank you I thank you that you gave me your son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, I thank you for you gave your life for me. You died instead of me. You died to save me from sin. I confess my sin before you today. I, I am a sinner who need your mercy. I have come for your mercy today and your saving grace to save me and forgive me all my sins. Jesus Christ, by your blood, wash me clean. Wash me clean as a sinner. I believe in your blood that you shed for me for the removing of my sin. Jesus, I acknowledge your death and I, and I acknowledge your blood. Oh Lord, for my cleansing. Cleanse me now and forgive me of my sin. I confess you as my personal Lord and my Savior. Come and live your life on this side of me. As from today, make me yours totally. Help me to live the right life that you lived. To live the correct life that you lived. Come and live that life on this side of me. As from now. Thank you, Father. Because I believe by faith that you have, you have saved me. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you for this fellow that is just accepting you as his Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. The Bible said that you can save them to the utmost parts of the earth, those that come unto you by God, or those that come unto God by you, Jesus. This one have come unto God by you, Jesus. Lord, keep them in Jesus' Amen. name. Keep him, keep her in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, help him to live the right life. Let your spirit help him Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Take care of him. Take care of her and cause her, oh God, and cause him by the grace of the Lord to live by grace Amen. and to conquer the devil and sin and the world by grace Amen. in the name of Jesus, Amen. to overcome the flesh by grace 
and to and to and to ring with you in the last day. Mm. We that we ministered and this that is receiving you as his Lord and Savior. None of us will miss it at the end. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for this grace. You. We bless your name. Thank you in Jesus' name. We thank Amen. you for our teacher today. We pray more grace for her, more anointing for her. As we continue next week, Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. Bless all of us in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you Lord, for in Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray. Amen. You can download our messages on befruitfulfamily.podbean.com and there when you click on, click on it, you can see all our information, all our information is there. So you can reach out to us, can bless us, and anytime you enter the studio, just like us, we thank God for Apia. God bless you, Apia. God bless you, Apia. Nana Akua, God bless you. God bless you. Psalm 81, that is the name. Mm -hmm. Wonderful name. Yes, God bless you, you enter the studio. Pastor Christian, you enter the studio. God bless you. And then uh, you always like us. It will add uh, it will add onto our uh, onto our status on this uh, okay. on this Podbean platform online radio. So God bless you. And then be with us again on Wednesday, seven a.m. For Shiloh Hour, Shiloh Family Hour uh, with Christ Jesus. It's going to be a miracle day, a day of miracle for family, a day of blessing for family. Be with us 7 a.m. on Wednesday. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. I am Pastor Oluwakule Paul and my sister uh, Olorunbanju. Grace. God bless, Brother. God bless all of you in Jesus' God name. Bless grace. Hallelujah. We bless the Lord. God bless you all in Jesus' name. Bye for now. The Lord bless you mightily in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.